Hey, Five Finance family, welcome to Flip It with Smart, right? Uh, we designed Flip It so that we can start flipping the narrative of how not only we view finances, but how we utilize our finances in both the business and personal settings. So we've created this platform in order for us to foster an environment where we're not only sharing our experiences and sound practices, but we're teaching you step by step how to implement these sound practices, right? So you can apply them to your life, no matter where you are in your financial journey, okay? We want to debunk these myths this theory that things like retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, that that's only for the wealthy. No longer are we thinking like that, right? We're giving you sound strategies and tips that show you that you can do those things right where you are, no matter where you are in your journey. Okay. So without further ado, we're going to jump into our topic for tonight. Okay. So tonight... Drum roll, right? We're talking about managing our money, right? We want to tell our money what to do before this year is out. So going into 2022, we're going to take control of those finances, right? We're going to manage our money, okay? And I know for some of you, it's like a daunting task. You're like, oh gosh, I don't want to manage my money. But if you want to get good, right, with finances, you want to continue to progress along your financial journey, you definitely have to learn to take control of it. You have to show your money who's boss, okay? You have to take back the power. Take that power back from your finances. You hold that power. You tell your finances what you want it to do when you want it to do it, okay? Um, and so in order to do that, there are three steps that I'm going to cover um, to help you towards your path of managing your money, right? Telling your money what you want it to do going into the new year. And so um, the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to create goals, okay? I want you to create three goals. Now, this is an important step. I use these steps that I'm going to be sharing with you in my financial coaching one-on-one um, -on -one with with my um financial coaching students or clients. Um, so, but we go into a little more detail too, but this will definitely get you started. And before I go any further, sorry, just want to make sure that if you have questions, if you have comments, definitely make sure you chime in and I will be sure to address those throughout the live. All right. So the first one is creating goals. So this is where I think a lot of us trip up. So when we're thinking about creating goals, right, um, don't approach this as like a New Year's resolution because we all know that we say, guess what? I'm going to lose 10 pounds next year. In January, we all gun ho We're eating right. We're exercising like we're supposed to be. And then come February, what are we doing? Right back to what we were doing prior to making that New Year's resolution, right? So I don't want us to fall into that rut. So I'm going to give you some strategies so that not only will you um, have an idea on how to manage your money, but you're definitely going to be able to follow it through when you implement all of these strategies. So I want you to get your pencil, get your paper, get ready to take down some notes so that you can start applying these um, and get ready to manage your money for the new year. All right. So first thing, create 
your goals. Now, not just any goals, SMART goals. Have you ever heard of the term SMART goals? So we're going to share with you a template that I created. And I also use this uh, with my financial coaching students um, because I want them to be intentional when they're creating goals. This is a method that is used um, in corporate America setting. Um, and I used to hate it. I used to dread having to create SMART goals. But it is an effective way to create goals, right? Because when you're creating these goals, you're also creating a plan if you use this method. Okay, so SMART, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and then it has to be time-bound or time-sensitive, okay? Um, so what does that look like, SMART? Okay, I'm going to give you an example. If I say... I want my company to generate gross profits of $500,000 by the end of 2022 by adding 10 additional clients to my client base. That is a SMART goal. It's specific. It's measurable, right? It is attainable. It's relevant. And it is timely or it has a time constraint, right? So you want to make sure that when you're creating your goals, they have all five of those attributes. That's the only way that you're going to get beyond that phase of just creating a resolution, right? Putting something in the atmosphere and hoping that it happens. Um, you're creating these goals with a plan in mind. Okay, so Casey has a question. Hey, Casey, um, should my goals be term-driven? Absolutely. That's where the time bound comes into place, right? So again, the last attribute was time, okay? So you want to make sure that you're setting um, a time limit to your goal, okay? And then I would say go a step further, Casey, and have what I call milestone check-ins, okay? So when you're creating your goals, um, have check-ins maybe every quarter. So let's say my goal was to obtain... $500,000 in revenues by the end of 2022. Okay, so then that means every quarter I should be making revenues um, of $125,000. So every month that looks like about $42,000 every month. So I have those milestones that I'm using to make sure I'm staying on task, right? That's how you're checking in to make sure you're staying on task with your goals. So absolutely, Casey, make sure you have terms on those. Um, and then in the template, you saw that I have short-term goals and then I have long-term goals, right? So when you think of short-term goals, I usually approach these as goals that um, I can accomplish in less than a year. And then the long-term goal is anything over a year. So when you're creating your goals, I know I told you three right? Um, but usually I stretch my clients and tell them to create five because I want three short and I want two long. Okay. Um, but feel free, you know, this might be new territory for you. So start off with three and maybe you can do two short and one long. Okay. But definitely make sure that whatever you're doing, those goals are smart. That's going to make sure that you are not only just throwing something in the atmosphere, right? But you're strategically approaching it and creating a plan to obtain those goals, right? And so after you have obtained or uh, created your SMART goals, then we have to create something we call a budget. 
I know that you are accustomed to me saying this word over and over again. <laughs> and it's a reason for it, right? This is the best way to take control of your finances is by creating your budget, creating your list of possibilities, creating your money manager, creating your um, I'm the boss finances <laughs> list, right? So you're telling your finances, you're the boss. You're telling your finances what you want them to do. And so when you think about a budget, it's very simple, you all. It's just the money coming in and the money going out, okay? Um, and so your income, money coming in, okay? And then your expenses, money going out, right? So a healthy budget, should have a surplus or excess or a net profit is what we call it in the business world. Um, an unhealthy budget, right, is going to have a net loss, right, a deficiency, right? Um, so it means usually that we're overextended, that we're spending more money than we have coming in. That's unhealthy. So what we want to do is we want to get in the habit of creating healthy budgets. All of these strategies and tips that I'm giving you is with the purpose in mind of us creating healthy financial habits, right? That's what we're doing here. That's what we're taking into 2022, healthy financial habits, right? So creating a budget is a healthy financial habit that we all need to get um, in the process of doing, right? We need to do this more often. Now, I will say from a business perspective, um, businesses usually start budget planning around September, right? Believe it or not, they start budget planning around September of the prior year in order to prepare for the upcoming year, okay? Um, and so from a personal perspective, maybe you don't need that long, right? I honestly start doing my budget planning about five days before the next month. So I do a monthly budget planning and it's five days prior to the month starting. And you can do the same. Um, the first time you are doing your budget, it since it may be uncharted territory for you, I would say to use last month's actuals, okay, in order to give yourself a guide, right? That's going to be your guide. So last month actuals, use the income that you earn, all the expenses that you paid out, See if it's healthy or maybe you might be unhealthy, but if you're unhealthy, unhealthy, then we see that it's just opportunities, right? It's just ways for us to get better, to create healthy habits. Um, and so once you see, okay, I know where I'm at now. Now you can tell your money what you want it to do. Okay, money, you had me last month, right? I let you run the show. Now I need you to take the back seat. I'm going to take over. I'm going to drive, right? And I'm going to tell you what to do. And so that's what creating your budget does for you. It allows you to take ownership of your finances. You control the show, all right? You're pulling the strings. Um, so I want you to get into the habit of doing that for your personal on a monthly basis, for your business, especially on a monthly basis, business owners. And by the way, it's a National Entrepreneur's Day. So shout out to all my entrepreneurs. 
Um, so Sharon, I think I saw you join. Shout out to you. Um, shout out to Angelica. I saw you join. So all my entrepreneurs that are on, shout out to all of you. Um, and so definitely make sure that you are creating budgets, business owners, okay? Um, it's important for you to understand what you have coming in and what you have going out, okay? And budgets also help you plan for upcoming events, things that you know you're going to have to implement for the upcoming year, right? So definitely create your budget, business owners. You should definitely be doing this on a yearly basis and then also on a monthly basis, okay? But for our personal people, right, you can, individuals, you can just do it on a monthly basis. That's what I would urge you to start off with, okay? Um, and so when you're creating a budget, if you're tech savvy, you can use applications. Um, from an individual standpoint, um, we have applications like Mint, which is backed by Intuit, and it allows you to go in and set thresholds um, by different areas. So let's say you have a housing threshold or um, that you can put your mortgage or your rent in, right? Um, maybe you have a threshold for uh, your car note, right? So you can put how much that's going to be allocated um, every month. And so you set these thresholds and if you get close to, um, you know, meeting the threshold or it sees that you might go over the threshold, it sends you alerts to try to keep you back on task, right? Like, oh, you only got $20 left in this budget. So, you know, you got to um, not spend any more for the rest of the month or, you know, make sure you stay under that 20, right? So it will send you alerts. So that's why I like Mint. Um, you can connect your checking account to it. You could connect your credit card to it. So it's an awesome tool. And as an added bonus, it also gives you um, one credit score, right, from a credit bureau. And I think it's TransUnion, but don't quote me on that. But you can definitely use Mint. Um, another application that I use is Truebill. And so Truebill does very much uh, the same that Mint does. Um, Truebill, though, is a little more intuitive in the sense that you can also see um, like recurring transactions, um, it will show you those and it'll say, hey, this is a recurring transaction. Is this a subscription? And then it'll ask, is this a subscription you use or do you want me to cancel it? So it gives you that added benefit of actually reducing your expenses, right? Sometimes, and I know we're all guilty of it. I'm gonna raise my hand. Um, I sign up for things so I can get the free trial, right? And I say, okay, I'm going to set an alert on my calendar to tell me to cancel this thing in three days, or seven days, 10 days. You know how they get you. And they bank on the fact that you forget, right? And so if you forget, then what happens? Then that fee kicks in, right? And so uh, Truebill will give you an alert saying, hey, this looks to be like a subscription. Do you want to cancel it? And so then you can cancel it at that point and save yourself some money. Okay, so that's what I love about Truebill. Um, Truebill also is intuitive enough to see like your recurring deposits. So, you know, it'll be like, hey, payday's coming up in two days. Um, so you can definitely use it as a tool to help you plan, right? Um, and as a added, just another sidebar, right? When you're talking about planning your budget, I would also make sure that you are planning expenses around your pay period, right? So if you are a person that gets paid every two weeks, maybe have your expenses come out around payday, okay? I know some um, 
some companies even offer a discount if you sign up for auto pay. Okay, so maybe you save 10, 15, 20 dollars um, if you sign up for auto pay on your auto insurance and it comes out maybe every 15th of the month, right? Around payday. So definitely utilize these healthy financial habits to continue the process of telling your money what to do. Right. So we have a question um, from Samurai says, do you help clients with their personal and or business budget planning? Yes, we do all of the above. So like I mentioned, that smart goal template that we showed in the beginning, that's for my financial coaching students. So we help them plan and do budget planning um, from a personal aspect. Yep. So see the template up there. So that's just a little taste of like some of the tools that we use in the financial coaching class, right? Um, for my business clients, uh, we utilize things that are a little more involved, right? <laughs> because um, there's a lot more that goes into budget planning for businesses. Um, so we use uh, QuickBooks in order to do a budget planning process for them. Okay, so it's a little more involved, a little more in depth, okay? Um, but those are some applications that you can use from an indiviz individual perspective, okay? Um, and if you're somebody who's like, uh, I'm just a pen and paper type person, um, definitely find um, some free templates that you can download and, and just create your own budget from there, right? Make sure you're recording all your income and all of your expenses. And if you're somebody who is uh, savvy with Excel, that's usually what I utilize for myself as well as for my financial coaching students. We actually created our own Excel um, template um, so that they can rinse and repeat. So it's a template that they can reuse month over month um, so that they can see progression, right? So we wanna make sure that we celebrate the wins. When you start this process, especially if this is your first time on the journey, right? Um, you want to celebrate those small wins because it's a big step for some of you. This is uncharted territory. So you want to give yourself pats on the back when you have a healthy budget, right? Especially if you're coming off of a month where it was an unhealthy budget, you definitely want to give yourself a pat on the back whenever you make these small wins. Okay. So moving on to the final tip. Remember I said three. Okay. Um, the final strategy is securing capital or as we say in the urban community, securing the bag. Okay. So <laughs> securing capital can come in all forms, right? It can be working capital, which is usually finances, right? Or it can be an asset, it can be a capital asset, which can be like machinery, a car, something that you need for your business. Okay, so let me first visit um, it from an individual perspective. And then I got something for you too, small business owners, because it's National Entrepreneur's Day, so I got something for y'all too. So from an individual um, perspective, when we're securing capital, think about um, your home. Okay, so your house is considered an asset on your personal um, finance statement, right? So it is your asset. And so when you're securing this asset or you're trying to secure this asset, most of us have to take out a loan in order to do this. So that is the means by which we will secure this asset is via loan. Okay. Um, and there's other ways that you can secure assets too, right? Maybe somebody gifted to you. I mean, people can gift you a house um, or maybe you get some type of grant in order for you to secure 
capital. Um, maybe you have investors. Okay, so this is for my business owners. Maybe you have investors who want to invest in your company and in return, they get some equity of the company or a share of the profits. Okay, um, so there are many ways, um, many, many avenues you can use to secure the bag, to secure capital. Um, but you want to make sure that in whatever avenue you are choosing, um, that is going to give you the best return on investment. So what's return on investment, right? Um, think about it like this. I'll give you a scenario. I am a manufacturing company and I buy a piece of manufacturing, manufacturing equipment for $100,000. Now, it's anticipated or estimated that my return on investment is going to be an increase of $200,000 in revenues over five years, okay? So what does that look like, okay? So that means every year I'm earning, right, a little bit of the return. So in year one, 40,000, right? In year two, 80,000, right? In year three, 120,000. Now this is key this i want to stop here because it cost me i had to purchase the equipment for a hundred thousand rather i took out a loan or i paid cash for it but by year three i've already earned back the amount that i invested you see so then anything after year three is just icing on the cake right so that is a positive return on investment okay and i was able to do it in three years so when you are thinking about making large purchases, especially for my business owners, I want you to think through that process, okay? Consider the return on investment. Consider how soon you will be able to earn back the money you invested. All of this is key, okay? This will help you create sound financial strategies and practices and healthy habits that you can implement not only in your personal life, but just like I gave you an example, in your business life. And I think oftentimes um, from business uh, standpoint, we don't think about it that way, right? We don't think about the return on investment or how soon we can recoup our money, right? And so you wanna make sure that you're considering that, especially if you have to take a loan out for it, right? You wanna make sure that it is a smart decision to choose to finance this, versus reducing your capital, your working capital, right? Your finances. Um, so all of that plays a part. So it's important um, that you understand return on investment, okay? Um, so Samurai has another question. Can a budget help determine how much capital a business may need? Yes, so Samurai, that's a really good question. So usually when you start the budget planning process, um, the budget is created first, right? So um, revenues, expenses, and then there's a second budget that's created called the capital budget. And so um, based upon what goal you're trying to achieve, let's say we're trying to achieve um, an increase in revenues of, um, let's say, 5%, right? So if we increase revenues by 5%, guess what? It costs money to make money. Okay, so then expenses is probably going to go up. Let's call it 
Okay. Um, so then we have a net increase of 3%, right? Um, and so in order for us to increase those revenues, because we had to increase cost of labor, goods, whatever, maybe we had to do an upgrade to one of the machineries on the floor. Okay. And so that's when we have to create a capital budget because we're going to buy that capital asset in order to ensure that we can increase those revenues. All right. So that's a great question, Samurai. That's the very simplistic um, version of how businesses approach budget planning and um, capital budget planning as well. So great, great question. Right. Um, so definitely make sure that you're doing these three things so that you can show your money who's boss for the upcoming 2020 year. So I just want to recap, right? We're going to create our goals and then our goals are going to drive our budget, right? We're going to create a budget. We're going to stick to it, right? Tell our money what to do. And then we're going to secure the bag, right? We're going to make sure that we're securing the capital that we need in order to achieve these goals and stick to this budget all right so hopefully you found this helpful i know that um definitely starting out as a small business owner these are things that you have to be intentional about doing in order to make sure that you are successful okay it's all about success and growth elevation that's what we're all about and we want to definitely make sure we're educating. So that's why we come before you every week sharing this knowledge, these tips, and these strategies. Okay, so um, definitely if you found this helpful and you want to connect with me, right? Maybe you want to go a little more in depth into strategy planning or into helping you budget plan. Book me, right? Visit our website, www.5finance. It's on the screen right here. And you can go to booking and then you can definitely book a session with me and all our consultations are absolutely free. So you can put, book a um, tax consultation and or a um, accounting consultation. And speaking of tax consultation, right? Tax season is coming up. So we definitely want to make sure that you're taking advantage of our masterclass, right? The Trump effect. So it's on the screen here. So the Trump Effect Masterclass was designed to share with you um, some of the legal tax strategies that are out there to help you save thousands of dollars, okay? Especially before the upcoming tax season, you definitely want to sign up for this class. Make sure that you have a lot of time, right? And a pen and paper, because you're going to be taking a lot of notes um, to implement these strategies for you. And these are strategies that you can use on a personal and business basis, okay? So I covered both of you. I, I got you small business owners. I didn't forget about you, but I also have you uh, individual taxpayers. I didn't forget about you either, right? So definitely make sure you visit the website um, and sign up for that, especially before on the tax season. So again, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I love y'all rocking with me every Tuesday on Flip It with Samar, right? Where we're here to just change the narrative. Um, hopefully these tips, these strategies are something that you can definitely start implementing before the new year. Wayne says, this is awesome info. Thank you. You are so welcome, Wayne. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, so until next time, Fire Finance family, you all have a blessed and wonderful Tuesday evening. 
and see you next week.